Hello and welcome to The Cut Music. We are your hosts, Mike and The Moosh. <laughs> Coming to you live at the time of recording from... Portland Piano Company. Yeah, from Portland. Moosh and I are actually together for our very first episode. This has never <laughs> happened before. I yeah. have to deal with Brad most of the time. <laughs> yeah. Nobody like it, it. This is weird. I, I keep wanting to like turn and look this way because that's where I usually have you on a monitor. But like you're like right in front of me. I yeah, can, tangible. I can one would say. touch you. Don't. Please don't. I could. <laughs> you know, there, there's no, cameras yeah. in here, I think. <laughs> we, we, we were talking about whether or not you're ticklish the other day. We could figure this out. Oh, no. But we'll have to save that because uh, well, we, we have a guest, a guest that you brought to the show. Yes, Mr. Ron Allen. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much, guys. All right. I'm excited. This is going to be fun. Uh, Ron, you have been in the music industry in Portland for 40 years? Yeah, can we years? just get right to my Emmys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, just, kidding. <laughs> just, kidding. just kidding. Yeah, I'd say first band I was in was uh, 1967. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that yeah. is quite some time ago. Summer of Love. Been a while. Yeah. Wheel of Fortune. The Wheel of Fortune. Yes. Not to be confused with the, the, yeah. the TV Pat show. Yeah, Sajak and Vanna White. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> Those thieves. <laughs> they stole your badass band they name did, and turned man. it into a game show. Well, what's even weirder, I was, I was just saying, with a, you know, our, first, our second band I was ever in was called The Fifth Dimension. The Fifth Dimension. Yeah, yeah. Would you like to ride in my beautiful... It is the dawning of the age. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. But that wasn't my band. Our band was Fifth Dimension, and then they came up with the name after long after we had... And our drummer, his drummer's dad kept telling us, you should copyright that name. We're going, yeah. Yeah, he, whatever, He also dad. told us he was going to get us on the Ed Sullivan show. Right. You know, so <laughs> no like, one yeah. ever listens to drummers. No, of course no. not. No one listens to <laughs> me. No. Ever. No. I'm I still not listening to you. No, I, <laughs> we have sound advice. It may not always be on time, but it is sound. He's a drummer and it's not on time. <laughs> exactly. That's the point. That's why, yeah. So you, you've been in, uh, in the music industry as well as bands and, and uh, you sell musical instruments now. So you've been, you've been involved in music for 40 years. Where did this come from? Did this come from, from your parents or a family member? Like, Where did your interest in music first start? You know, I was uh, went to church a lot when mm -hmm. I was younger. I don't now, but I did then. <laughs> that and, makes uh, three of us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've got my 12th year pen without missing a uh, single Sunday. There you 12 go. years straight. <laughs> Very proud of that. But anyway, yeah, so I was in the choir and started singing, kind of like that. Not the music, but the singing. Right. And when I was 16, a friend of mine named Jim Pickering, who was in a band called The Henchman. Um, heard of them. Yeah. Yeah, he um, said, hey, Ron. I've heard you sing. I'd like to have you come and uh, audition with our band. We went to this gymnasium, small gymnasium in a private school. And I remember I was so embarrassed. I went in this closed cloak closet and I was singing Louie Louie in that closet yeah. with a microphone. I just couldn't get out there in front of people, you know. So that was the first time ever. And Jeez, uh, that's, that's the first band I ever joined. The Henchman? The Henchman. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, he's oh, a saxophone okay. player. He was really good, actually. Yeah, yeah. Lives up in Washington now. Got a big family and doing the whole thing. But and yeah. that was in 1967. 60 it would have been 66 probably. Okay, 66. Yeah. And you are also a veteran, correct? I am. Yeah, you uh, served in Vietnam. I did. Congratulations! Thank you so much for your service. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a fun senior trip. Let me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. That's crazy. Yeah. That's a that's a wild, wild time. 
You it was a wild time, but it was, it was great for music. I mean, we got yeah. Hendrix and you a, got lot right. of, a, a lot of other great bands and artists came out during that. Carlos Santana. I mean, shit, the original Woodstock, uh, you, know? you know, bands, uh, which uh, just had a different quality to them. And, and Moose, you and I have talked about this on the show before. I, I, I'm talking and I don't want to look at either of you <laughs> because it's it sounds it, it just feels so odd anyway. <laughs> Hopefully, like halfway through the episode, I'll get used to this. Like, I don't want to stare at it. It's so fucking strange. Anyway, <laughs> I'll, um, I'll do a face job. Then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, did you? Were you following like those bands, those those Woodstock bands, prior to being deployed, or did that happen afterwards? Well, you know, before I went, just right before I left, we did that that uh, song before you leave, mm-hmm. and it was really strange because when I was in Vietnam, the song came out on the radio. And I was there for a year, mm-hmm. and when I came back, I turned on the TV, and there was a local show on. I think it was called Battle of the Bands or something like that. And there's another guy. His name's Bill Scream was his name. Bill he took Scream. my place in the band, and he's singing to my voice and lip-syncing really? on TV to, before you leave. And it was really kind of strange, you know, kind of surreal. I hope he likes na- the smell of napalm in the morning. Uh, I'd be I pissed. It, man. I'm telling you. 36 <laughs> confirmed kills. Yeah. <laughs> About to be 37. Give me my voice back. Yeah. You got that. Yeah. yeah. So when I came back, but to answer your question, when I was there, the songs now, a lot of the songs just remind me of Vietnam. You know, not, not so much the war, but being out in the middle of the rice paddies and listening to you know, something's happening ah, here. Buffalo you know Springs, I mean? Springfield, yeah. yeah. Stuff, you know, you know, yeah. you know what's crazy is is, and that's how powerful music is. It reminds me of Vietnam when I listen to those things. I was not born yet. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, my <laughs> I my parents saying. were, you know, but it, yeah. it, it's it's crazy how music can transport you to something like that. So, like, anytime I hear Credence, uh, yeah. it takes me to one of two places. If I'm listening to Run Through the Jungle, it takes me to Vietnam. If I'm listening to, uh, you know, Fortunate Son, same thing. But like, yeah. yeah, other tracks by them, like I put a spell on you and stuff like that. It takes me back to my childhood. Right. Yeah. No, oh, absolutely. Crazy. Yeah. Music is amazing. It really is. Absolutely amazing. I don't really care for it too much. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Haven't based our entire lives around it or anything. Yeah. No. <laughs> the Woodstock bands. In fact, we wrote it, which I think. I think you've heard this. Um, I think the '60s were better. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one of your tracks, references yeah. to '60s music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you was know? one of your tracks. Um, I, we can actually play that song if you guys want. It's, uh, it's uh, up to you. It's not can a. Ter- it? I don't know yeah, I yeah, I have it. Yeah, yeah. We can. We, that that'll be our first track. Okay. Squeeze yeah, so, on in yeah. Here. I loved Hendrix. And I loved all of those those bands, man. I mean, even even Joan Baez and the folk music, yeah. which I'm not really into, but even that back then, it was kind of like, oh, that's Oh, cool. my, my favorite folk singer of all time is a lesser known one, Phil Oaks. Oh, yeah. Is oh, my yeah. favorite yeah. folk singer of all yeah. time. And Don't like, blame you. That guy, that guy gave Dylan a run for his money, but mm-hmm. those two were like really good friends. Yep. And uh, his, his song, Crucifixion, uh, I was obsessed with. Yeah, you do you were. know what song I'm talking about? I do. I he does. Do. Yeah, actually, yeah. Moosh has it on his computer because I sent him yep. an MP3, and I'm like, you got to listen to this guy. Yeah. Um, his, his voice was so amazing, and uh, but music was better in the 60s. But, you know, like like um, Dylan, obviously we all know, it wasn't known for his vocals as much as he was. He's a poet. He's yeah, like, yeah I mean, absolutely. You, know, you got a lot of nerve. I mean, but his lyrics... Yeah. Oh, uh, things are changing. Uh, that's oh, that's my favorite Dylan song. Yeah, yeah, times yeah. are changing. Yeah. 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 I remember one he had outside of the gates, the trucks were unloading. The weather was hot, nearly 90 degrees. The man standing next to me, his head was exploding. I was praying that the pieces wouldn't fall on me. And the <laughs> locusts sang out in the, di- you know, his lyrics were like, what? 
Yeah. You know? Have <laughs> another just, toke, Bob. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Well, let, let's uh, let's go back to the '60s. Were better. This is uh, before every great song wasn't about mental health. <laughs> yeah, right? That's true. Yeah, let's hear it. This is Ron Allen. The '60s were better. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, I I got a weird uh, take on that, or like comparison for this. Ron, how old were you? In the 60s, like what? What I was born in 49. Okay, so you were old enough to live in the 60s and and experience it. Okay, uh, it's funny how uh, there's this song makes me think of one of my favorite songs of all time. We were talking about folk singers, right? Uh, Don McLean. Oh, yeah, and American Pie Pie is one of is, in my opinion, the greatest lyrical piece of work ever done, and it's a it's a major walk through the 60s. Uh, you know, you you have a, a nod to the Rolling Stones in there. He bashes the Rolling Stones in his song. <laughs> um, like it's it, it's weird having not you know. Obviously, I can only watch you know documentaries or whatever to learn what was going on back then. But um, was it was it all? Do you do you have fond memories of the '60s when you look back? And if you do, do you think that's because of the time in your life that you were living at that age, or do you or was it really to you like? No, the 60s were better, like, all around for, like, everybody at least as far as you know. Yeah, for me, the 60s were better. But for some people who were born earlier than that, or mm-hmm. for you, your people like you who were born later than that, yeah, you know, the, the 80s might have been it. You know, disco and who knows what, you know. But for me, uh, I loved the hippie era. Love, sex, drugs, rock and roll. You know, that was, yeah. you know. Uh, I mean, I, we referred to uh, Walking on the Moon. To give you an example, I mean, this is maybe not interesting to anybody but me, but in 1969, Bob Hope came to Vietnam, and I got to go see his show, and Neil Armstrong made a surprise visit. I got to talk to him and shake his hand. That had to be a big fucking deal Let me back tell you, the same The same year that he walked on the moon, 69, no he came shit. down off the stage, and we were it was so crowded there in Dong Tam that... Um, we had to, like, we were buying a bunch of big speakers. Couldn't even see them up on the stage, you know. Mm-hmm. I remember, anyway. So uh, he, he hadn't even reset to his original height yet, and you were shaking his hands. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. So he came down these stairs on the side of the uh, the stage that they had built, and he was like, it was real crowded, and he's trying to get through the crowd. And I'm saying, and I just said, Mr. Armstrong, can I just ask you one question? What was it like up there? Just to, And I'm sure everybody asked him that. But he said, just insignificant. We felt insignificant. I wow. think everybody needs to feel insignificant. Yeah. And then David Bowie went and wrote a song about how it feels to be up there. So, yeah. 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 Right. I felt right. like I was sitting in a tin can, Ron. What do you think? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know what's interesting about going back to your song is uh, you talk about box tops. Uh-huh. Box tops wrote the letter. I, my grandmother, to the day she could no longer get out of bed, would collect box tops off of every box of cereal, every, like, everything. Like, every box we, we used to do that as kids, the General Mills boxes. Yeah, you get prizes. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So she, in, yeah. yeah, she would do that all the time when I was really young. So it's like, it's just kind of, I hadn't thought about box tops in right. eight. I don't even know if they're still a thing or not. Do you remember that band, the song? No. Yeah, I, I figured that's what it was. Give me a ticket for an aeroplane. Oh, Ain't got time oh, shit, okay. to take a fast dun, dun. train. Yeah. Lonely days are gone. I'm a-going home. Okay. My baby, she wrote, wrote me, me a letter. letter. Okay. That's All right. right. You know, that's my issue with, with uh, 50s and 60s 60 songs. It's like, I know the tracks, but I don't know the names, and I don't know sure. the artists for the most part. And you know what? I'm the same way with current music. 
Me too. No, I am. <laughs> no, you're not. No, I could tell you're not. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm actually not lying. Moose, Moose is the guy that knows. Oh, yeah, he's he's yeah, Mike's stuck in the, the early 2000s. Pre, pre, tw- pre 2010, I am good, but yeah. post 2010, not so much. Yeah, <laughs> it's well, a learning curve for everybody. Really, it, it, yeah. it is. But when Billie Eilish came out with uh, with, with uh, Lavender Haze, I mean, it was over with for me. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it for him. Yeah. He shut off. Yeah. 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 Cut, you, cut, cut the of, mic. Speaking the mic, of current yeah. bands, this is, again, semi-interesting. Um, we have a little rental property, my wife and I, over on 10th Street, Southeast Portland. And about 12 years ago, we rented it out to a young guy who just moved up from Texas. And he was a keyboard player. Mm-hmm. And he was playing here in town with a, with a band. And he built a studio in our basement. And the neighbors tried to kick him out because they saw him hauling plywood and stuff down there. And they called the city and, you know, went through a whole thing. Well, he ended up building it anyway mm-hmm. and started recording music. And while he was playing in town one night, this band came through from Kentucky and asked if he could sit in with a couple of nights. And now he's been their drummer ever since, Cage the Elephant. No shit. Holy Matt, shit. Matthew Meister, he rented from us for 10 years. I stay in touch with him. You know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's wild. Time. Yeah. Matthew Meister, nice kid. But their drummer, I mean, their uh, lead singer just got picked up in New York for gun charges. Oh, they tried to take a gun on a plane, so they haven't played anywhere or recorded. I mean, doesn't for, every artist get busted at some point for gun charges? If you want to have a <laughs> tattoo and be cool, you have to. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's part of the yeah, status quo. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I can't remember who it was. Somebody just got busted in Europe. Uh, some some rock star. I, I don't remember who the hell it was got busted for it. And it's like all these rock stars get busted for one thing or another. But like for some reason, Steven Tyler is still allowed to walk the fucking streets. <laughs> and I'm not OK with it. I don't know why anybody yeah. is. Some friends of mine went to Sturgis and took their Harleys over there and they wanted to see Steven Tyler. They wanted to see Aerosmith. Yeah. And um, he came out. Steven Tyler comes walking out, takes one step too many and falls off the friggin' stage and breaks his leg. They didn't get to hear a word. Not a lyric. <laughs> Wait, did, yeah. didn't you we, talk about this? We talked about this. Yeah. yeah. He, he yeah. pussied out and couldn't finish the show. But then yeah. we have Dave Grohl who breaks a leg. And, and then like, makes it the broken leg tour. Yeah. yeah turns right. it into a full tour. Yeah. yeah like right. this. <laughs> Do you remember when they were... Uh, they they were hot. Of course, they had uh, Toys in the Attic. Yeah, yeah, album. yeah, they were really hot. And then they just disappeared. And then Run DMC. Yeah, they kind of got a, a re- walk yeah. this way. You know, some of the some of the pioneers, uh, they're, they're not without sin. Yeah. And Run DMC should have left those motherfuckers in the ground. Yeah, <laughs> God damn it! Because you know, another iconic concert moment came. Can we say motherfucker? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. now you tell me. No. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, have you never listened to this show? Especially me. I listen all the time. Oh, yeah. All right, there wink, we go. wink, wink, nudge, wink. Nudge. There it is. Uh, where the hell was I going? Oh, and then and then they really screwed up because another iconic, like, well-known concert moment uh, was at the Grammys in like the mid two thousands, and they did the Run DMC thing with with Aerosmith, and they brought Kid Rock up there. Another person. Like, why is he not injured? And like, why? <laughs> There's no God. Seriously, this is why I stopped going to fucking church. MGK, Kid Rock, and Aerosmith are still a fucking thing. And Nickelback still gets more hate than all three of them. It's not fair. Yeah, I remember on uh, one of the stations, they were were doing one of those roasts, and they were roasting Pamela Anderson. Yeah, yeah. And they said, let's see, you were with Tommy Lee, you were with Kid Rock. You fucked more musicians than Napster. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, that was what Andy Dick was on there. Andy Dick. Andy Dick, what a guy. What a a perfect name for him. Pretty much. (laughs) I I think his middle uh, middle name is Eats. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Andy Eats Dick. Yeah. Oh, man. That's a good punk name. Yeah, it is. That's a good name for a punk band. Yeah. 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 
perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys into punk at all? Or have you been in the past? Into punk? Yeah. yeah. Punk yeah, yeah Not a... me. More, more so him. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've definitely, I've definitely got, uh, yeah. dabbled in some punk music before. Um, I feel like punk is definitely like the precursor to ska music. Yeah, oh yeah. So kind of, yeah. I once I got into ska, I kind of got deeper and deeper into that mm-hmm. uh, more punk sound and harder thrash noises and what have you. But the closest I get to punk is early Green Day, and I've been corrected many times and told that's not real that's punk. That's not punk, huh? Okay, yeah. yeah. So you know, that, that's the closest I get. You know, yeah. If you think it's punk, it's punk. I think you know. Yeah. I mean, it's all what you're I, used to, what you've heard. You know, with it, without anyone knowing, you know, I used to think Daft Punk was punk before I heard Daft Punk. Yeah. They're not punk and now you know. No, you got punked. Yeah, I got punked. <laughs> Where's Ashton? <laughs> Is Ashton here? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I do. I do have some like Pennywise and and Black Flag, and there, there's a few. When I'm listening to punk, it's got to be political. Mm-hmm. It's got to be. It's got to be protest related. Yeah, it's got to be what that. It was. You know, as we were talking, Creedence Hendrix. Like, it's got to be in in that vein. If they're not yeah. telling somebody to fuck themselves, yeah. I don't really want to. listen Johnny to Rotten it. was more "fuck you," "I hate you." Yeah, you know? I relate to that. Yeah, I think that about <laughs> yeah. everybody. Yeah. I'm thinking that right now. <laughs> my ex-wife. You know, <laughs> my wife. <laughs> my ex-wife. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. He said my wife. I hope, I hope your wife doesn't misunderstand that. No, she uh, won't. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, goodness. My ex-wife, you can count the number of men she's had on one hand for holding a fucking calculator. You know, she's... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, enough about her. Yeah. Well, oh, what, what's, what song do we want to move on to here? Yeah, what do we... Uh, we talked about... We did the 60s. Talked about the 60s. We can move into the 70s. Uh, what, what band would you say really represents the, the 70s of Portland? Well, I would say Sleazy Pieces, but I don't think we're on there, are they? No, no, no. We had... Um, I don't no, she which, left. Johnny and the Distractions. <laughs> Johnny and the Distractions. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we talked about that one. Okay, so we got Johnny and the Distractions with My Desire. And Johnny Kuntz, who is their lead guitar player and singer, came out with a, an album with the lead guitar player and singer from Quarter Flash about a year ago. Okay. It's damn good. Like 2022? Yeah, 2022. It's really good. Okay. Well, this is Johnny and the Distractions with My Desire. Johnny and the Distractions. Johnny and the Distractions. Anybody feel like going to a dive bar? Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. dive bar music right there. Yeah, it it definitely had like very much like karaoke vibes. Kind of a California... Yeah, on the on the sands or something. Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. Playing yeah. it somewhere off a George Thurgood playlist. Yeah, you already got the distractions and the destroyers. There you yeah. go. Yeah. It works. There you go. <laughs> Johnny and the destroyers. Yeah. <laughs> I could imagine that those shows would be like insane. It would be insane to be like to be in the George Thurgood band or like with these guys. Uh, you toured around a little bit, right? I did. You got any crazy? Like, what's the craziest show or gig or, or something like that you, that you guys had? Like, something wild from back in the day. You know, it's really funny because the um, we used to have, this is Portland Piano Company where we sit right now. Yeah. And we used to have a, a store downtown. But years before that piano store was there, it was called the Neighbors of Woodcraft Hall. And upstairs was this gigantic dance floor. And they had bands there. Mm-hmm. And our band was opening that weekend for uh, the Grassroots. I don't know if you even know who they are. That sounds familiar. Uh, they've had lots of number one hits. Yeah, it sounds familiar. Lots yeah, I mean, they're, familiar, yeah. they're big time. Anyway, uh, Rob Grill, who was their lead guitar player, uh, 
we were downstairs getting ready to go up to play. Mm-hmm. And um, that's when I was in the, I think I was in the Wheel of Fortune, I don't remember. But anyway, and got on the elevator, and he's got his arm in a cast, his right arm, for some reason, from his wrist up, and he's playing lead guitar. Yeah. And we get on the elevator, and I'm 16, I think, and he hands me a joint all rolled up. He takes a token, hands it to me, and I'm like, fuck, I've never even seen one. Yeah. I haven't been to Nam yet. Yeah. You know, I'm a Christian boy from McMinnville, Oregon, you know. Yeah. And he hands it to me, and I didn't know what to do, so I took a big toke, you know, and then I had to go out on stage. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm telling balls. you, man, it was, we opened for them, so we went on first, of course. Yeah. You know, and then they came on, and they used some of our equipment, and Rob Grill turns around with his cast, hits me right in the forehead, not with his cast, but with his guitar, the end of his guitar. Got a little cut right here on my forehead, which I still have. Yeah scar from it forever that was pretty weird that's I mean, that <laughs> there, there's just, like nothing more terrifying than when you're listening to your own heartbeat for the first time that's true <laughs> right that's true man absolutely true i know that's right that is insanity i just can't <laughs> here kid hold this you know? yeah, exactly. here, man. what am i supposed to do with it you know okay that Smoke insane. that shit. That's what you're supposed <laughs> yeah. to do with it, right? And get yourself scarred so you're you'll forever remember that night. Yeah, yeah that's. I never even thought about like how much like a, a scar will just stay with you forever. It does. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, that's the idea, yeah. the whole thing of it. But that's just bonkers to. Yeah, you'll always have that memory. You, you guys, <laughs> sometime look up Grassroots. Yeah, look up their music. You'll recognize all of their songs. I, I, yeah, I swear, I've heard the I've heard the name yeah. of that band. You know what old band I just went to go see the other night. No. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> Blue Oyster Cult. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay, they, they played a song that was off of their first album, but I do not remember the name of the song, and I'd never heard it before, but they introduced it as being off their first album. And it, I need to figure out what the hell it was. It was, a, it was the best Blue Oyster Cult song I had ever wow. heard. It's did, amazing. Did they uh, say how many original members were there still? Two. 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 The two you have sing- to have at least two or the, you can't use the name. The two singers. Is wow. that Wait, is that a rule of thumb or is yeah, that... No, that's a law. That's like kind of a law. I mean, you can be sued if you use the name. Really? Yeah, you have yeah. to have at least two members. No, there was another guy. I don't remember the names, but uh, there, was, there was the main singer, and uh, he introduced everybody in the band. They have a, a female drummer that was just killing it. Um, the only complaint that I had was... Not enough cowbell? <laughs> More cowbell. More cowbell. You laugh. Yeah. Uh, I do. Don't fear the reaper. And my cousin is uh, also in the studio, and he's over there shaking his head. Don't fear the reaper. Literally needed more cowbell. Yeah, like literally yeah. did. It was there, but it was uh, so fake. Christopher Walken wasn't there to tell him. Someone yeah, had to know? tell him. But like Godzilla and oh, fucking Godzilla and great. fucking burning for you. Like yeah, dude, yeah. They, had, they had some jams, but they're um, yeah. They, the the <laughs> bass player, the the other lead guitarist, and the uh, and the drummer were all. They all looked fairly young. They looked like they're in their thirties to forties, depending on which one. Um, it was it was interesting, but I, I was just I'm sitting there thinking about it. And they're like, oh yeah, here's a nice song that we wrote with uh, Patty Smith, and I'm like, yeah. holy shit! And it makes me wonder, like, at what point do you go into the fair game? At what like, stage, like, like county fairs? Yeah, like at what stage of your career after now you it's s- casinos? Yeah, but like, I mean, shit, Adele's in a casino. Yeah. I mean, oh, Las Vegas casinos are a different level. Yeah. Oh, well, that, that's okay. like that's a residency in Las Vegas is a whole other level than like you know the the A down down the road. Spoken, yeah. from, spoken from a uh, Las Vegas native. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> it's uh, just one of those things. I, I'm like, just I'm just wondering. Like I imagine at some point Blue Oyster Cult was huge. Oh yeah. Before we were, were born, I'm sure they were. 
At what point do you accept Dude, that? it's every one of those bands, especially from like the 70s going into the 80s, is the story of Spinal Tap. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Like, they that were all so big true. bands. They played yeah. stadiums, concerts, and then just slowly, I f- yeah. hey, I we back. got you a county fair. Or uh, they, yeah. they played a gig at the airport, and it's just like, what the fuck are we doing yeah. at an airport? Yeah. <laughs> Who's going to watch the airport? Are we at the Hollywood Bowl? No, you're at the McMinnville Grange. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, what's the difference? You know. <laughs> It's it's a pizza place. Have you been to Chuck E. Cheese? It's yeah. kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> we moved the animatronics off the stage. They need to get washed. It's been a few years, but that's where you're going to perform. Yeah. Like I'm just wondering, at what point do you accept that fate after you've been on top of the world for so long, and then you become a cult, cult classic? I think like when you still, when you have no choice, when you're just not getting the gigs. You know what I mean? I know that Doobie Brothers used to charge forty thousand dollars a night to play, and I remember one time a guy hired him here for fifteen for the whole band. Dollars. Fifteen thousand. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say if they did a cut like that, um, my boy Michael McDonald must not have been part of the band yet, because yeah, he, he would have howled at the moon. Yeah, I'm not sure if he was. <laughs> he, yeah, it w- wouldn't have happened. I'm sorry, Ron. You probably don't know this. I'm a big Michael McDonald fan. Oh, I love the guy. Oh man. my god, you kidding me? Mo- Motown cover, Jesus Christ. What a voice, man! Mm-hmm. That guy's yeah, insanely good Let voice. It love yeah, I fucking love so it. Oh my god! Well, the Doobie Brothers, man. I mean, they, you know, their their music to me sometimes gets a little redundant, you know. Mm. Uh, but as far There's as the too many uh, doobies, their ability to play instruments and sing harmonies. Now, sometimes, and, man, you done. just you gotta listen to the music. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, this guy. He uh, he likes her puns. He responds yeah. to them. It's great. <laughs> Telling you. I wonder where they got it. that name, Doobie Brothers. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Scooby-Doo, huh. maybe? Hmm. Maybe that uh, rum yeah. Maybe. Well, definitely Ruh-roh. wasn't Smoking Reefer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know a girl, her sister snorted cocaine off of uh, the drummer's... Dick. Dick. That's what yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> I forgot the name. Which, yeah. which, uh, which band? Doobie Brothers. No way. They yeah. seem like they would be the more tame one. Well... Her sister told me the story, and she told her, don't ever tell anybody. So, so here you are. So I won't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We won't tell anyone either. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Uh, Directly. <laughs> yeah. From Japan to Scotland is, is where this episode's going. So, okay, perfect. Uh, I always I always pictured them more, like the Doobie Brothers, like their backstage parties and stuff like that were, were more shroomed out, looking at colors. I yeah, I wasn't there. All I wasn't I expecting. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Or depending on how like large or endowed the man is, it might have been. Yeah, of course, yeah, right. <laughs> of course. He didn't even snort it. She did. So who knows? Right. Yeah, oh, jeez. You know. He was just there. He was just yeah, an he instrument. Was just trying to, you know, t- entice her to come backstage. That's <laughs> okay. not nice. I'm tired of men getting used in oh, the God, worst I'm, ways. <laughs> makes me sick. I'm going to start a movement. <laughs> you know? Oh, it's not a bowel movement. Thing is, I can. <laughs> The thing is, though, I can have any woman I please. The problem is, I don't please any, you know, so I... <laughs> it's some fucking Rodney Dangerfield. That's funny. Hey, let's uh, let's move on to the next one. Uh, Ron, which one do you want to head to next? You guys name it. Which oh, I mean, you got a list of songs I'm curious here. about Johnny Q, because we talked about Credence and, you know, Susie Q. Okay, Johnny Q by the Crazy Eights. There yeah. you go. What, what, do you, what do you know about the Crazy Eights, Ron? That's a good band. They, um, they actually... You know how bands will break up and different members will join different bands? Yeah. I think. Yeah, but you got to have at least two of them to keep the name. From that's exactly right. Yeah. That's, what, that's what I hear. Crazy <laughs> Sevens or something, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, these guys, um, they were local, and uh, they were really good. They mm-hmm. were really good. Crazy Eights. They, well, you'll, you'll hear their music. It's a fun, 
a fun type night. Yeah. You know, the way they, their music, and it's all original. It's, I thought it was really good. Yeah, let's give it a listen. Yeah. Johnny Q by The Crazy Eights. That was yeah. fun. Yeah. I enjoy ska music so much. Yeah, I think I learned something. So, I don't know anything about ska. I know more about punk. But from <laughs> what I just figured out after being told this was a ska song, was that ska is mariachi music in 4-4 time. That's what, that's what, I, that's what I gathered from it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if to applaud you there's, or be offended. I don't know. <laughs> there's, there's nothing more to it than that. If you want ska music, just take mariachi music and put it in 4-4 common there you time. Go. And you, well, you're good. I would say mariachi usually doesn't have a drum set, and this definitely had a drum set in it. Okay, and add a drum set. Yeah. yeah. Drum that's, sets are optional. And there's, and there's no accordion. Mariachis always have to have an accordion. Scots don't have accordions? Not typically. So what you're saying is that wasn't Maharaji? No, no. <laughs> it, wasn't, it, it wasn't the local old shows, all right? It was the Crazy Eights. <laughs> <laughs> the local old shows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no, that, that was fun. I'm not, I'm not a big ska person. No, but it's like, too happy I'm for minded. you. Yeah, it's too happy <laughs> for me. <laughs> like, you're, you're not a very happy fellow. I don't Sa- know says the e- resident emo expert, but yeah. okay. Very happy in my emo music. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's got suicide hotline on speed dial. You know, yeah. <laughs> kind of, you know, no. they're, friendly, they're friendly to chat to. They're always concerned about you. Yeah, yeah but the line always goes dead when you call an emo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, here's something I bet nobody else in the room can say. I saw the Beatles in 1964 for $4.50. Shut the fuck that. up. Hey, see, I knew it. <laughs> yeah. Memorial Coliseum. I said I saw wow. it. I didn't hear them because the girls were screaming so fucking loud you couldn't hear anything. <laughs> she loves you. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, that was it, man. Yeah. Couldn't hear Light a freaking lyric. That's oh crazy. I, um, I want to see McCartney at some point. Ringo is actually performing next month. 15 minutes from my house the all-star band and i'm just kind of like it's a beetle but it's it's ringo in a way though it's kind of cool even though it's ringo you know what i mean he's one of the beetles and you can say that you i mean because they're gonna all be dead before you know it i know but like i probably gotta mow my lawn that day that's true <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> i've been dishes have been piling up no, i really honestly, need to get to I, w- I would love to go see ringo just as i, as I saw a beetle but i have a different event booked on that same day before i knew and now it fucking sucks so he'll i'm do, hoping for mccartney he'll do yellow submarine and he'll do you know the octopus's garden is what, uh, really yeah. yeah. what we always talk i'm writing yeah. a song he'll about an octopus <laughs> and he'll do um what's that one um uh god what something about 16 16? Uh, yeah, something about a t- girl 16. Anyway, yeah. It's actually a pretty Probably not going to play that in 2023. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, let me ask you this. Even though uh, I know whatever artist you come up with is probably not something we already have on the list, but what is a band that's newer, like, say, over the last 10 years or so, that you've, you know, fallen in love with? That's a good one. Well, I don't know if it's the last 10 years, it's longer than that, but the best band I've ever seen live, and I've seen them about twice or three times, the Eagles. Oh, shit. My favorite oh, band yeah. ever live. I mean, they're so friggin' With tight. Henley or somebody well, else? Yeah, with Henley. Okay. But also, now it's, of course, it's Vince Gill, but mm-hmm. before it was, you know, Fry, Glenn Fry, he died. He's just then right, his son yeah. stepped in, and he didn't cut it. Vince Gill definitely does. He can sing those high notes, but the Eagles are just so, it's like listening to the album. When it's live, except yeah, who did we talk about this once? Didn't did Brad see the Eagles 
No, Brad's never seen anybody. Oh, <laughs> that's fair. Um, I feel like we talked about the Eagles, or maybe I was talking to somebody about the Eagles. And how I know they we, sound. Brought, we brought them up before. The Eagles are great because all of their like, there's so many different sounds of the Eagles. Like depending oh, on yeah. what what um, era you're listening to, but like you know, witchy woman and like oh, Hotel yeah. California kind of yeah. sound out of the same one, but it's it sound of the same thing. But like, take it easy. Yeah. You, you you think of country singers, right? Like Vince Gill sings Don Henley really well, but like right. Travis Tritt was covered Take It Easy in the 90s. Right. Uh and I don't I'm sure Vince Gill could do it, but he like it's it's crazy. I don't know. The Eagles are weird because if you don't know better, you think it's a different fucking band. It's true. Yeah. Depending on who you're listening. It's yeah. true. Yeah. They they did they did evolve. A lot. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to, I would love to see the Eagles. I the so drums good, in man. Hotel California are amazing. Yeah. They're just like I said. It's it's like listening to their album and yeah. watching them live, and it just they don't miss a beat. They do everything exactly as they did on the album, which some people don't like, but I love it. You know, yeah. like the exact exact same guitar break. Right, you right, know, right. right. It's interesting. I don't I don't know if I'd enjoy that or not. I I usually like a, a lot of spontaneity in my like live performances when I see bands live. I like when they change it up and yeah. kind of give you something extra. I I think the big songs don't touch them. Maybe elongate the solo a little bit. I think your big songs. But what do you do when you're the fucking Eagles and every song is huge? But, yeah. <laughs> but like, uh, you, um, Moose on um, what was an episode we just did recently where you played a new version of Drive? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We did live performances. Like I, I mean, I, I suppose you're you're just taking a risk when you do it. Ben, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But like Coldplay used to get a lot of hate in, around the 2010s because. They got tired of playing Lost and The Scientist and Yellow and all of their hits in the exact same way. So they started turning them into crowd participation, like doing yeah. the 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 We Will Rock You deal where basically oh, they had yeah, a little yeah. bit of instruments, but they had the crowd do the, like, right? Yeah. And, like, people were pissed. People yeah. were like, fuck that. Like, I want to hear the goddamn piano of right. Lost. This doesn't sound right. So I don't, I don't know. I think it's a very, I think it's a gray area. Yeah. But, I mean, nobody's going to be pissed when... You know, you do a song that only your that's like a deep cut. I don't know. That's well, weird. weird to see out at the um, uh, what is it? One of the uh, fuck, what's it called? Anyway, out in Gresham, we went to see Willie Nelson. Okay, and nice. um, a few years ago, and I'm not kidding you, man. He came out. His sister's plays the grand piano. I think she died last week or something. But anyway, Jeez. she played the grand piano and that's Willie the- sang it. But he he phoned it in. It's like you came, you paid to see him. He's a legend, and he's up there. And I swear to God, he's playing. I wrote again. Can't wait to get on the road again. Yeah. Life loves make music, my friends. Can't wait on the road again. It's like, <laughs> sing it, man. You know. Yeah. You know, that's like I care about that song. Oh, but right, it's just right, like, right. You know. I don't know. <laughs> He's ninety years old now, so I guess he can be forgiven. You know. I and mean, uh, if you can't be forgiven when you're ninety. Yeah. When right. can you? Maybe yeah. he, maybe he did smoke that day. He's yeah, a that he's a big be. toker. That's true. His song "Roll Me Up and Smoke Me When I Die." <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Biggie. You know what has 200 200 legs and four teeth? Front row of a Willie Nelson concert. (laughs) (laughs) I'll roll it again. (laughs) Holy shit. You know, Willie Nelson is somebody I've never actually really gotten into. I know a lot of people that love him, but I just, I don't know, for whatever reason, I haven't looked into him enough. You know, I don't. He was there, so we went to see him. I wouldn't go again. You know, right. but I do yeah. have a lot of respect for all the years he's been. He used to be a disc jockey at KVAN Radio in Vancouver, right across the river. Really? Yeah, he was there for several years, way back in the 50s. Wow. Before shit. I remember him, you know, right. I've read all about it. 
But yeah, he was a disc jockey. And then he uh, started a band, and the next thing you know, man. He's a country star. Picked up by an album, by a you know, label. Well, back in country, you used to actually tell stories and you know, mean something yep. other than whatever the fuck they call country nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, uh, all right, let's keep it rolling. What's next? Let's see. What do we have here? Uh, you brought up Billy Rancher. I want some ice cream. Yep. <laughs> with, with Rocky Road. Yeah. And the Unreal Gods. Uh, what, do you, what do you know about these guys? Is there any other kind? Well, I was saying, Billy Rancher, he was a total stud. He had blonde hair, looked like a California beach boy, you know, yeah. surfer dude. And um, the women loved him. And he didn't play guitar. He sang, but he wrote songs. And he wrote really good songs. But unfortunately, he had just signed to a label and then died right after that. No he shit. He got cancer. And God died. Damn. And everybody was just like, you know, around Portland, was yeah. really feeling bad. And I remember it was it was a sad time because he was very entertaining and was on his way. Yeah. And his his guitar player um, Wayne Jarvis was his name went down to California and joined a couple bands in L.A. and he did real well, mm-hmm. made some big bucks. So I know the band would have done great if he was still sounds, alive. Sounds like Shooting Star by Bad Company. Bad Company, <clears throat> love that band. Yeah. All right, here's uh, Rocky Road by Billy Rancher and the Unreal Gods. Yep. Mm. That was Rocky Road by Billy Rancher and the Unreal Gods. That was fun. I yeah, Very yeah, 80s. Yeah. I loved all the 80s tones mm-hmm. that that had. This was like right up your alley. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm sad that the, the, we used to, the Billy Rancher passed away. He did at a young age. Jeez Louise, because they only have the one album out on Spotify. That's it. And crickets. That's, that's it. And they, they just uh, signed a contract with a record label and uh, they had to up and die. That's the only way out of the contract. Yeah, he got out of it. <laughs> he got out of it. They still tried to sue him. But, you know, yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Golly, no, I really enjoy that. I want to listen to more of his stuff. Yeah, he stopped writing. They dug him up, and he was decomposing. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Holy <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, death is yeah. so funny. Isn't it? <laughs> oh, I love it. Ask Bob. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to... Uh, I don't want to tell that story on the no, show. No, it's, all right. it's all right. It's not even worth it. Okay. Um, ashes under the bridge. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Ron, I had a question for you. It was, okay, so throughout all of your, your uh, muse escapades, to use a, uh, a, a word from our show, um, you know, trying to make it big, trying to get somewhere with music, like, what, were some of the, what are some of the highlights of your career? Well, I think, you know, look, the opening for bands, that's pretty much what we did. We worked for a guy named Ed Doherty, which had EJD Enterprises out of Salem, Oregon. And he booked all of what we were talking about earlier, the county fairs, the state mm-hmm. fairs. You know, there weren't casinos back then right, right, you know, right. around here. But, you know, um, and so we opened for a lot of bands. We opened in, in, uh, in fact, I have it on my phone, a picture of it. We opened for Van Morrison and Them, a band called oh, wow. Them. They had a big hit, G-L-O-R-I-A, Gloria. It was yeah. huge. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, opened for them. I got, the, like I said, a picture of it, $2.50 to get in. Wow. You know, Jeez Louise. Yeah. What a time. cheap. Eric Burden and the Animals, that was really fun. Yeah, you paid a lot you paid four times as much as uh, the Beatles, though. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no doubt about it. Yeah, yeah the yeah, Animals were huge. Master. Yeah, the, I love the Animals. Yeah. Uh, House of the Rising Sun. I think I yeah. told the story on the show before. Like that, 
because of the movie Casino, that song is always giving me the creeps. Sure. Oh, in yeah. A, in a good way. Yeah, yeah. yeah in a good it. way. All right. Um, but, yeah, it, you know what was funny is I, I was walking with my, my cousin. We, we, we have this routine when I go to visit him when he, he lives in San Francisco. We have this routine where we usually go to a concert, and then the day after the concert, we, we go on a food death march where we eat our way through San Francisco, but we walk like 15 miles. And, you know, it's uphill. It might as well be 30 miles flat. Yeah, there's there's nothing flat about California San Francisco. Street. Oh, my God, dude. No, it's fucking nuts. So, yeah. And, like, we start, like, he lives over by, by uh, uh, Giants Stadium, whatever the hell yeah, it's yeah, called. Yeah, yeah, whatever it is now. We walked all the way through Golden Gate Park and ended up on, like, the other, like, side of the water. Sausalito? I don't know. It was... You know where the hell this was? You crossed the bridge. Where, where, where's the landmark? No, you don't know. No. We we went for what we call garlic nudes, uh, garlic noodles. It was fucking fantastic. Anyway, on our way there, um, it was like Zelda. It was like Ocarina of Time in the Lost Woods. We're like walking through Golden Gate Park, but we hear music, so we're trying to like figure out which path we'll take. So <laughs> and so we we walk in. Uh, we come out of like this this walkway, and there's like this giant. Uh, theater uh like amphitheater and we watched this this woman perform and their her drummer was like my older than my grandmother she was like 90 and she was like killing it on the drums drummer yeah and uh the lead singer was great you could tell like she's been doing this a long time her voice like not only was like her her instrument her voice amazing but like she knew how to work a crowd everything was great i found out afterwards it was van morris's daughter oh wow oh no shit yeah I hear one of the legitimate ones. That's wow. what I was told. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Whatever the her fuck drum, that the, means. Her yeah. drums, the skins were wrinkled. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she, was old. she was old. No, it was it was amazing. It, it, it was it was pretty amazing. She sounded great. I've actually wanted to hit her up and see if we can get her on the show. But Wow. Yeah. Uh, but Van Morrison. So you opened for Van Morrison. We did. God, that's What awesome. other bands have you opened for? Uh, well, I, I said the Animals. Yeah. The Grassroots. Uh-huh. You know, we opened for, I mean, uh, Grace Slick. Grace Lick. Yeah. I don't know that one. Jefferson Airplane. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh, yeah. White Rabbit. I have one of her paintings, by the way, signed. Which no is kidding. Really nice. Um, yeah, I mean. So, so what, what, what's your address again? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Paul Rivera and the Raiders a couple times. Okay. Which, I mean, they they were big back then. Yeah. You know, but. So, I, I got a question for you about the animals. I've, yeah. I've never really watched. I, mean, I don't think I've ever seen live footage of one of their shows. But I was told they had a different band name when they first started. But some music writer publication or something wrote that they were animals on stage oh. during their live performance. And that's where the, the this is something I read I a long time it. ago. But it's like, how was their performance? Was it, was it a bit more out of control than what things would normally be no, like? Actually, you know what? It was really absolutely tight because the songs that they do, you know, like, uh, uh, don't bring me down. I mean, mm. they come out and, you know, the bass player and the drummer, the organ yeah everything's just syncopated you know and then they get into it and it's just so tight you know and house of the rising sun which i'm yeah you know that's huge yeah that is a full send song oh yeah it's amazing he did a song when i was in vietnam he did a song called um sky pilot and what it was it was about the um uh, what do you call him? The the minister. What do you call him? The the guy. Oh, uh, uh, chaplain. The chaplain. Yeah, the chaplain. there you go. Yeah, and it taught. It sang about. It was so good. I mean, 
He blesses the boys as they stand in line. The smell of gun grease and their bayonets they shine. He's there to help them all that he can. To make them feel wanted, he's a good holy man. Sky pilot, how high can you fly? You'll never, never, never reach the sky. Now we're going to get copyright striking. Yeah, yep, there yep, went. There went. <laughs> my, my fucking Shazam's going off. Yeah. yeah. Uh, after listening That's to you, awesome. after listening to you do that, Ron, you, uh, I really love to hear you cover a Johnny Cash song. Oh. Um. So we're gonna do karaoke because that's gotta happen. Oh, we're doing right? karaoke. Yeah, we gotta have to do karaoke. While they're here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. absolutely. I, hey, if I if I fill if I fill up to it, I've been known to pull out House of the Rising Sun. If do I, it, if man. If I'm filling up to it, I might do it. <laughs> do I don't it. know. We'll see. Do it. Um. No, that's uh. God, that's 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 so interesting because like Moosh and I tried for years to like do stuff with music and i think a lot of it was you know back then you weren't competing with everybody that had a laptop right right yeah. exactly yeah, yeah you was... you had to like find a way to get your hand like instruments are fucking cheap they are now when uh in 19 in 1980 mount st helens was about to blow up do you know about that I do actually. My my cousin who's here, his his parents lived up here when that okay. was going on. Yeah. Well, it was getting ready to blow up, and it was rumbling and making all these noises. And so I decided I'm going to write a song about the old man up on the mountain. His name's Harry Truman, and he refused to leave. There's no way in hell I'm going. I got plenty of boot. Well, it's on there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And he refused to go, and it was like we recorded the song about. We got done recording about. Well, we're out of the recording associates, and I'm doing a song. Uh, jingle, radio jingle for a place called the Curlery Hair Design. We're right in the middle of doing that, probably about 11, 12 o'clock. We're just getting done wrapping it up, and my wife calls and goes, hey, the mountain, it was Sunday morning at 8.30. Yeah. The mountain just blew up, and Harry Truman's dead, you know, and all that shit. So I finished the song right on the spot, and we recorded it and got done about 1 in the morning. And um, I took it around, just a little cassette, and took it around to all the radio stations in the Portland area and dropped it off with a note that said, this is about the old man on Mount St. Helens. You can play it if you like. I wake up the next morning. My brother's calling me from L.A. going, Ron, did you guys write a song about Harry Truman? And the mount-? You know, I mean, it was all over the place. I mean, That's wild. wild. But see, back then you could do that. You could do that, yeah. yeah. You, could do it. you can't now. You could take it to him and they'd go, eh, it's not on the playlist. I was so misled, though, because when you were talking about, uh, you know, she's up there and she's like grumbling and groaning. I thought this was going to be a song about your ex-wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, same thing. I thought that's where yeah. you're going with this. Yeah, exactly. Not some yeah. boring song about a volcano. Yeah. I thought yeah. <laughs> she erupted, man. Yeah, yeah. Harry. <laughs> Harry was short for Harriet, which was his ex-wife's <laughs> name. It all comes together. That's it. Yeah, yeah. no, that, that that's right though. You you could go like you see that in movies, like uh-huh. and documentaries and stuff like that. Like uh, you know everything that came out of L.A. during the the you know N.W.A. area. Yeah, like, that was a whole thing and. No, you can't do that shit. Well, we I did, have no idea how to get discovered now if it's not no, on it's YouTube tough. or it's TikTok. Tough. It's not on the list. Yeah, we they gotta be, they one, uh, gotta be on the Cut Music podcast to get discovered nowadays. That's one there way to go. do yeah, it. Yeah. There you go. Exactly, <laughs> man. Remember Tanya Harding? Yeah, Nancy Kerrigan. Yeah, yeah, Nancy Kerrigan. We wrote a song about her called If You Can't Beat Him, Beat Him. And it was a, it, yeah, it's, on, it's also on, it's on there. I'm not it's sure on Spotify? The paintings will continue until your skating is worse than mine. Yeah. Yeah. It was... She didn't like it. My son took her a copy of the 45 out to when she was skating at the ice rink here in Clackamas. No How shit. How do you I hate, just touch I hate that song. these celebrities like so often? You just, you cannot fucking do that nowadays. That's what I'm saying, man. I just um, think about the people I just talked to. You know, Neil Armstrong and Tanya, she's nothing. But, you know, these other people that we open for, that's what I'm saying. I was like just a few 
humans removed from them, you know. Yeah. But um, it was fun. It was really fun. I loved it. it Dude, I got it. diss tracks for Kid Rock, MGK, and Aerosmith, and I can't get them to listen to it. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I can't do it. Too busy, they're too busy snorting. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Dick. No. Yeah, dick. <laughs> right. No, that's that's wild that you've just been like like in the circles almost, like or just yeah. outside yeah. the circles of all of these yeah. like people that are right. renowned. Mm-hmm. That oh my gosh, that is fascinating. Yeah, I don't have any stories like that. Like yeah. uh, one guy that that I got to like jam with for a little bit once was the uh, his name was Nick. I don't remember his last name. The, the bass player for Steppenwolf. Oh. Um, I we used to hang out at, at uh, the House of Magic down in Ventura. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to hang out there a lot, but other otherwise, like no, I know people that know people, and I've never yeah. known people. That's crazy. Get your motor running. Yeah. <laughs> On a magic carpet ride. Just before I went to Vietnam, I was uh, down in in uh, Saugus, California, out in the middle of the Mojave Desert. And yeah. I was at a Nike missile site, learning how to type. I'm, yeah, hold, hold Nike? on. Yeah. Wait a minute. Nike missile site learning how to type. Yeah, I was in the typing pool. Yeah, it's before Jordan. Yeah. So you went, yeah. <laughs> you went to you went to a petting zoo to get swimming lessons from Oprah. How did you know that? <laughs> you must have read my bio. What the yeah. fuck? Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Oprah's you, a great swimmer. She's got a great backstroke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So being down in California, you know, just before I left, it was like we're in the middle of nowhere, this desert. So we used to go down to Van Nuys and go to this place called the Pier One mm-hmm. and uh, hang out with all these different people. And there'd be celebrities coming, you know, California, you know that. Mm-hmm. You know, they'd be coming in every once in a while and somebody would go, hey, look, you know who that is? No. And they'd tell me and I'd go, I still don't. You know, yeah. <laughs> know that is, but unless it was, you know, is it Elvis? Then I don't know. You know? Right, right. But yeah, so anyway, <laughs> that was kind of a trip. That's crazy. Just bumping shoulders on accident with people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I bumped into Jason Siegel one time, and what was weird about it was that was the first guy that I'd ever seen the dick of. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. And he's like, hey, what's up, man? And he just kept on walking. And I was like, I've seen your dick. <laughs> this is weird. Come on, man. You can admit that wasn't the first one. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't met yeah. any of the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> not, that, not for lack yeah. of trying. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't trying to meet Jason Siegel. Yeah, you know. But there he was. Wow. So, so you shook his dick. and I shook his dick, yeah. <laughs> Snorting a line of coke off it. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> he, he, was, he was a good... <sighs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's about it. As everyone that's ever seen Forgetting Sarah Marshall already knows. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. That is so My wife funny. loves that movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, we, we've talked about it before. His uh, shrinking is my favorite thing he's ever done. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's my show. favorite thing Harrison Ford's ever done. Yeah. Yeah. Great show. But uh, favorite thing Harrison Ford's ever done? Yeah, ab- I know above indie and above Star Wars. Honestly, I just those are all, those are both great franchises and everything. Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't I, really care about he those. he plays Grump so fucking well. Like mm. when when they're like, "Hey, why don't you take your grandson to Vegas?" He's like, "He can't keep up. I go hard." Like <laughs> fucking hilarious. I'm tired of you raw dog. You raw dogged me at work the other day. Now you're raw dogging me at the park. Like he's fucking. He That's plays funny. such yeah, a yeah, good, yeah. out of touch, grumpy old man. Yeah, Fan- yeah. fucking great. <laughs> and a shitty pilot. Did you heard about him? Oh yeah, no. Harrison I Ford. I've seen Harrison Ford. I haven't met him, but I haven't told this story. No, tell it. Tell the story. Oh, do tell. Fuck. I haven't told this story. Okay, so Moosh and I have a friend in common that is 
like we both knew before we met each other. His name's Travis Greer. He's he's a actor musician down in um down in uh, uh lives in Ventura, and um his dream is to act in a scene with Harrison Ford. Uh, he saw Witness, a Harrison Ford movie, when he was like ten years old, and that's what made him want to be an actor. He's hooked, and and he was hooked, and he seen knows everything about Harrison Ford. So we and and I'll say uh. You know, many, many years later, Travis is in shrinking. And while they didn't get to have a scene together, Harrison Ford is on the, it, like, it cuts from him to Harrison Ford. So he's got a little bit further to go, which is great because it's all about the journey, not the destination. Anyway, so uh, he loves Harrison Ford, wants to meet him. We find out that in, at the Camarillo Airport, Harrison Ford flies in every weekend with his buddies. They land their planes at the airport and they go eat at the cafe. So every fucking weekend, him and I are basically going to this cafe to see if he's fucking there. And we've made friends with the waitresses and shit. What's funny though, is, uh, about a year before we found out that's where he went, we just knew that he flies in with his friends and he eats somewhere. So one day he gets a call from a friend in New York who got a text message from a friend in, in, um, Santa Paula that she's sitting next to Harrison Ford. She texts, she texts her friend in New York, who then calls Travis and says, Harrison Ford's at this fucking restaurant at the Santa Paula airport. He calls me. We both go flying down there. We get there, and we barely miss him. Like, his dishes are still on the fucking table. They haven't been busted. <laughs> and uh, so we're like, you know where he went? He went to the fucking Santa Paula airport. Are we about to break into a fucking airport? We're like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, we are. Hop in. So we go. And we, we sit for a few minutes and we wait for a car to pull up and put their coat in. And we just ride behind that car to go inside. And we start driving around and we're just like looking in hangers and shit trying to find this fucking guy. We don't find him. People are starting to stare. We leave. Crazy thing is, a year, if not a little more later, um, I am with my wife at her job. She works across the 101 from the airport. I'm having lunch with her. I get a call from Travis going... He's here. And I'm like, woman, got to go. And so I, I hop in the car. I drive over the overpass. And I get in there. I, I, I get there and I park. And I get out of my car and I start walking up. And he comes walking out. And he's got his hand over his chest. And I go and I walk and I look through the door. And I see Harrison Ford turning and walking. I'm like, did it happen? He's like, yeah, I got to meet him. I didn't get to do a picture or anything else. And I'm like, dude, hey, I'm so hungry. Let's go get a drink real quick. So we go get a drink. I'm the hungry. Funny, Let's get a drink. Yeah, funny, yeah. <laughs> liquid lunch. Liquid so lunch. the funny thing was, is the waitress that waited on Harrison Ford that then waited on him and I was the same fucking waitress with different hair. It used to be purple. Now it's green as the one that we barely missed him out of a year before. She remembered it. Yeah. We remembered her. Did she remember that incident? Yeah. When we told her about it, no. it was fucking, it was fucking crazy. So anyway, that's my, so, so now there's a restraining order. Cause yeah. they're chasing so down Harrison no longer allowed over there. <laughs> you know, he's wrecked two small planes landing them. Yeah. And he walks away from it, yeah. but he knows first right into the fucking ground. <laughs> Bam. You but know? he breaks his ankle doing the basic yeah. scene from star Wars episode eight or whatever. That was. Him. <laughs> the man's a beast. I'll give him that. Oh my God. That's Harrison. Stick to Fords. Don't fly. <laughs> no, man. Anyway, golly. Do you know he was in American Graffiti. Yeah, George yeah. Lucas. That's yeah, how yeah, long yeah. he's been at it. That that's, uh, that's insanity. That is my hometown. Is that's, it? That's what it's about. Modesto, California. Oh wow. Uh, we yeah. actually have a um, 
So uh, on McHenry Avenue, which is the main drag and where the cruising used to take place, uh, there's a spot on there at the beginning of McHenry towards downtown called Five Points. And uh, there's like a bronze statue of, of him. My mom, I think my mom and, and uh, my cousin's dad, they either just missed him or, or I want to say they were part of uh, a new high school that's not new anymore or new at the time that they, they went to and George Lucas went there. Crazy. Uh, that's what. Hey, man, that's what Modesto's known for is uh, George Lucas? Star, star Wars, uh, murder, and drugs. The Lacey, only real, Lacey uh, Peterson? Anybody? The only, real claim, uh, the only real claim to fame for my hometown, McMinnville, is uh, I have a friend there, Will Venton is his name. He passed away, unfortunately, a couple of years ago. But he did. You remember um, the California Raisins, Heard It Through the Grapevine? Yeah. Yeah. That's Will Venton. He did Claymation. He invented it. No shit. Yeah, he we, did. We he were won- talking about NWA earlier, and the same record label that signed the California Raisins was the first label to sign them. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Full, Full circle. circle. Yeah, he, won, he got an Academy Award for a thing called Close Mondays. I just talked to his widow yesterday. She called me oh, up. No wow. shit. Yeah. Yeah, he was, our, he was a roadie in our band in McMinnville because he wanted to get into all the gigs at Linfield College for free and uh-huh. see all, meet all the women. Yeah. So he'd help haul our equipment in back at the Meet time. all the women. Yeah, yeah, I'll lift up your uh, your drum set and carry it for you, Moose. Why do why do we suck as friends? Why do we not have better friends than each other? <laughs> we have none of these. I fucking think he insulted you, but I'm not sure. I yeah, yeah, insulted yeah, myself that at the same yeah, time. Yeah. Um, you know what, Mike? You're all I need. Oh, that's sweet. That's a great song. I need more out of life, Moose. <laughs> I need more than what you're willing to give me. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna have to harden my heart. <laughs> Which will be our next track. We got one more track to play, Ron, before we let you go okay. this, this evening. Uh, this is Quarter Flash. You talked about Quarter Flash yeah. earlier. Um, so I figured it would be a perfect closing closing track for us. It was uh, 4th of July, and we uh, our band had just recorded uh, the Harry Truman song it yeah. was on the radio. And um, we got invited to go down to what was then PGE Park, which is the baseball diamond downtown, Portland. Mm-hmm. And that's where the soccer team plays now, the Timbers. Anyway... They set us up on the back of a flatbed trailer. Okay. That was our stage. And we opened. They were called Seafood Mama at the time. Seafood Same Mama. exact members of the band, but they, didn't, they hadn't changed their name yet yeah. until they signed with Geffen Records. So we opened and did a couple of our original tunes, and it was packed. The stadium was packed. And they loved us. They loved our band. And when they came out, they liked them. They liked Seafood Mama. Yeah. But they didn't go nuts. But then once they became Quarter Flash, they cleaned up their music and they just produced it and it was well you'll hear it yeah just excellent that's insanity I, i'm like <laughs> blown away by just like oh yeah i used to hang out with these guys right we opened for these guys before they were you know before they were yeah. big before quarter flash was quarter flash rindy ross and her husband they're from bend they were teachers the two of them and they're the two lead really yeah they're the two lead you know, singers and she plays saxophone in fact if if this is going to be a video uh, unfortunately, your fans won't be able to see it, but they can they've probably up. seen it before. Yeah, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. tweet about it later Harden my heart. when it comes yeah. out. Yeah, great so, song. Yeah, Harden My Heart by Quarter yeah. Flash. Here we go. Harden My Heart by Quarter Flash. That is a classic. Yeah, I've heard a, that, I've heard that several times. Yeah, that's a nice song. It and these nice guys song. are Portland, Portland local. They're local. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Rindy and her husband are from Bend, and the rest of the band. Well, like I said, the drummer is from McMinnville, my hometown, Brian Willis. Yeah. Yeah. They um, just went from making a little bit of money to making a whole lot of money. Yeah, no kidding. Some big, That's big usually ass. how it goes. They, yeah, you know, it is. People start off and they're struggling. Struggling musicians is always the, the, yeah. the status. Yep. But then every sudden, you just take that breaking point, and mm-hmm. 
oh shit, I've got millions of dollars all of a sudden. And then that's how we see a lot of people like spending it ridiculously. Well, Smashing Pumpkins, they came to Portland and their drummer was sick or quit or something mm -hmm. happened. And there was a 16 year old kid drummer and playing in a band somewhere here. Yeah. They hired him. He's been with them ever since. Jimmy Chamberlain? 16. When they that's hired Jimmy Chamberlain's story? I don't know his name. As, uh, Jimmy Chamberlain's been their drummer since the 90s. Well, no, this is a new kid. He's been probably since, uh, I would say, five years ago, maybe something like that. We need to check on it, but I know Smashing Pumpkins, they hired this kid. He was really I'm young. Yeah, because I've, I've seen Smashing Pumpkins twice in the last, like, I saw them in 2019, and then we saw them last November. Jimmy's still there. That better have uh, been Jimmy. If not, I want my money back, Billy. Jimmy Chamberlain and Mike Byrne? He looks young. The drummer? Yeah. So wait, Chamberlain's not active with them anymore? Uh, doesn't say. It says Mike Byrne is the uh, drummer. Michael Byrne, Michael, Michael William Byrne is an American drummer who was a member of the band Smashing Pumpkins. So maybe it was a temporary thing and then... Uh, oh, I, I do think Jimmy left and came back. Yeah, oh, okay. so maybe Jim, Jimmy's back now. There you go. Yeah. That, and they had their uh, the bass player... Most like uh, who's in Nicole? Think, yeah, she. Fiorentino. Yeah, she's in like the um, uh, the the, the world is a vampire. Bullet with butterfly wings video, but like mm. I think she's the only member that has not returned. Huh. Oh, there's three bass players or bass guitars. So there's Nicole Fiorentino. There's Melissa Offdermal. There's Darcy Retsky. Retsky. What a Whichever name Whichever one is of Asian heritage, because she was she was Asian. Uh, I think the second one you named. They all look white. Yoko Ono. Yeah, that was it. Okay. Definitely yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Someone, <laughs> somebody's torturing a cat. You know? Someone had to fucking do it. I think I was listening to Bill Burr one time, and he was talking about this video where John Lennon was performing with Chuck Berry. Or yeah, it was an yeah, it was an idol, and he like they were jamming and playing some. And old Yoko just starts with her. Go ahead. Yeah, no, yeah, they're they're playing and they're jamming and, and screaming. Yoko's doing her ay, 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 in the middle of like uh, Johnny Be Good or something like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, and Chuck Berry looks at her and goes, what "The fuck is?" <laughs> yeah, he gives yeah. her the side eye. It's just like, what the hell is happening right oh, now? Jesus. <laughs> yeah, she uh, broke up the Beatles pretty much. Oh, after watching Get Back, it looks like those Beatles broke themselves up. Yeah, and it looks like Ringo was. The best one, Ringo and John were the best one of all of them. But they like, didn't like Yoko, none of them. No. Except but for John. John, Jesus Christ, like that's love on a whole different level. Yeah. Like, I've never loved anything as much as half as John loves fucking Yoko. Loved Yoko. Yeah. I probably love fucking her too. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean they, they have like a fully nude album cover. Yeah. Yeah. Right? They yeah. Do. I've, They're seen, I've bed. seen John Lennon's penis. Yeah. It's a. <laughs> about the size of a beetle yeah. Yeah. And i mean a volkswagen right right yeah, right yeah right. uh-huh uh-huh uh -huh. good for yoko yeah <laughs> holy holy shit well hey this has been a this has been fun ron it's been great to meet you it's been great to meet you guys really yeah. that was a lot of fun it was i wish i had somebody with all these uh, stories and shit at my job every day i'm jealous of moose well i tell you what it's um easy to make them up <laughs> <laughs> No. None of this shit was true. None of it was true. <laughs> None of it was true. No. No. I awesome. Even... Well, uh, hey, thank you for being on. Again, it was great meeting you. This, these are some great uh, tracks that otherwise we would 
never i think have thought to yeah. share them with our with our crowd and uh hope you guys enjoy it be sure to follow us on twitter and instagram at the cut music one that is number one in both cases and for everything else including our fucking shop yeah our, our shop's doing good we got some new products on there nice. go check it out and that's Love all it. at thecutmusic.com. Uh, this has been fun getting to record our first episode in person. I still don't want to look at you. It's weird. While I talk, yeah. it is so fucking look strange. Deep, long hey, and deep into my eyes. All day, you know? <laughs> I, I feel bad. I, the happiest day was when, you know, Moosh left Southern California and I only get to see him on screen anymore. Yeah. 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 Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's been great. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We will, uh, talk to you guys next week. Good Absolutely. job. You guys. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank and pleasure. thank you to Portland Piano Company for yes. uh, letting us use the room. Absolutely. Yeah, if you're in the Portland area or would like to purchase something without paying tax, hit up uh, uh, <laughs> Lucian Ron at Portland Piano Company because this place is fucking amazing. This is there massive. you go. Yeah, Not what a, I expected. A lot of pianos. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs>